this week on Tea with Queen and Jay, are everybody's co-workers while racist or just mine? Living alone or safe space roommates, do either of those things exist in NYC? And how do you date when men are trash? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. But what did they do? And um, do. la 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 la. What is that? Remember la 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 la. Um, Sister Act Two when they were singing. Okay, welcome to Tea with Queen <laughs> and Jay. We are two, two womanist race nerds, nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm gonna get that right one day. All right. I'm Queen. I'm Jay, and, and this, this is Tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. Ow. Yes. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast, you can do so by using the hashtag, hashtag Tea with QJ. You can use that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Insta Stories, all of the all social media. All of the places. You can use that. That's right. Do we, that. Sh- we show you love when you do that. We are recording this podcast at the Indie Creative Network Studios. Be sure to check out their website, ICN.DJ, for new content every hour on the hour for us, by us. This is a Black-owned business. Be sure to support that. You can also visit that website if you are interested in recording your own podcast. And if you want to rent studio time, all that good shit is right there all on the of website, it yo. Is there. Yep, it's podcasts on the website, it's videos on the website, it's articles on the website, all that good stuff It's like for a one-stop shop for like content and shit libations do you have any libations this week i do have libations but real quick we this is a spot of tea episode and Mm -hmm. on those episodes we are just free form we don't segment it helps us to keep this show weekly because it's less edits less work for me and jay because me and jay do this shit on our own we do have an engineer but that's about it that's where it stops Mm -hmm. um so this makes it so we could do this weekly and shit cool 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 let's do libations so libations are when we pour one out for the people places and things that are giving us black ass black joy what do you have for us this week my libations go to and if you listen to this podcast you know that i love jenna jackson jenna jackson won the icon award at the billboard music award and i don't ever particularly care about that award show okay. but i'm just happy because jenna jackson won it and she was the first black woman to win it mm-hmm. so Jenna Jackson won something. She's a black woman she was who won first something. Black woman yeah, to she win was that? the first black woman to win that award because who pays attention to black women? Yeah. Mariah Carey don't have one? No. Whitney died without one. Yes. Okay. This is why I don't pay attention to the Billboard wow. Awards. Yes. So she is the first black woman to get this award. And congratulations, Jenna Jackson. It'll go on your shelf with the other awards that are way more important. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Other awards like I don't know, her niece or nephew's like fourth grade spelling bee Word. award. You know what I'm saying? That bumper sticker that says, you're on the honor roll. <laughs> <laughs> Next to those, behind those on the mantle. Exactly. Is where it will rest and collect us. <laughs> libations to Jenna Jackson. Yes, libations to that. My libations for this week are to all the black graduates. Libations to you for 
all you all had to put up with to graduate, yes. everything you went through, um, whether it was black joy all year and all you had to do was study and pay attention, or you dealt with racism because you went to a PWI and yeah. it was fucking insane and ridiculous on top of all the other stresses and other word, shit, yo. Word. Libations to all of you. If you're somebody who was getting a black ass honorary degree, shout outs to you. If you got your law degree, if you got your, if you got a certificate in some shit, yeah, if, if you, you got, got your, your high school diploma, yes. You got your junior high mm-hmm. diploma. If you finished your phlebotomy certification, so all fun. of y'all. Even if you got your little paper diploma for pre-K. We are happy for you. We salute you. Libations. Libations do you graduate you. in pre-K? I don't know. Some Libations. people do. Yeah. Okay. Libations mm-hmm. to you all. So let me tell you guys how you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. Tell us. To help sustain this podcast, to help keep us going, we ask our listeners for donations. And you can do that by going to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. Hit the donation tab. And we give you two options. Two that PayPal option, you can just pick however much you want to donate. Visit however many times you want. And we don't ask for any commitment there. Nope. Then we have our Patreon, and that's where we ask for a little bit more commitment. We are asking all of our listeners to give us $2. $2. Just $2 a month. That's only $24 a fucking that's year. Right. That's it, though. Right. Okay. And you could do more or less because we still like to give you more options. You could do less than $2. You could do more than $2. That is all up to you. It's a subscription service, so that's why we say it's a little bit more of a commitment. And, yes, and when you do that, we give you a shout-out on the show. And maybe we might start doing things. So that makes me remind you... To update your address, if you are a current patron, do that shit, mm-hmm. please. I saw somebody tweet that they was like, updating my address. Yeah, yeah, yeah follow yeah. her. You update your that, address. Yeah. All right, that's dope. So usually we give donation libations at this time, and we pour libations out for anybody who gave us money. But we are recording these episodes um, kind of advanced in yeah. preparation for a little bit of a holiday for us. So y'all can still get your episodes. Donation libations actually to everybody who is a Patreon of this podcast, yes. to everybody who's broke us off money in the collection plate, in our PayPal. Thank you so much. It really does make a huge difference. It really does. Um, and honestly, I feel the difference. Like when we first started this podcast coming out of our pocket to do stuff, it, it, it really, it took a lot and mm-hmm, it was, it, it made everyday living um, difficult, but we felt like this was something important. Yep. Um, so right now we do not get paid for this podcast, but it does sustain itself. Yeah. we, we do appreciate that and the times when we do have to come out of pocket it doesn't break us yeah exactly so thank you so much for that and for all that you do yes, thanks for the guap that's right speaking that of chicken, the guap chicken. and that that chicken chicken get some bread um we are throwing our third annual juneteenth after work kickback that's right celebration that's happening on tuesday june 19th from 6 to 10 p.m at von bar three bleaker street nyc please come through have a drink with us for anybody who doesn't know juneteenth is the day that slaves a certain group of slaves a certain plantation of slaves in texas got word that they were free that was several several years after the emancipation proclamation so This is long after slaves are supposed to have been freed. Many slaves, most slaves didn't get the word right away. Lots didn't get it right away. And this holiday, Juneteenth, is the only holiday that celebrates black ass freedom from slavery. Yep. And um, it is the first African-American freed holiday. Yes. And we like to celebrate it. That's right. We We make it our business. Absolutely. We make it our business to celebrate it every year. Please come through, celebrate with us, have a drink with us, give us dap, give us a hug, whatever it is that you want. Hang out and invite anybody. This is a a open to everybody type event. Come through. It's free 99 with RSVP and we'll include the link to the RSVP in the show. No, and this show, no. 
I'm excited, yo. Yeah, gonna I am have, too. Yeah, the same DJ that was at Pod and Live is gonna be there. We're so excited to have Fifi Girl Wonder back. Yeah, she's fucking dope. Fucking dope, and it's gonna be great, yo. I'm excited. Okay, showtime. Um, showtime. <laughs> so Jay, what kind yes. of tea you drinking? Actually, drink coffee again because it's late. I was up all night. I'll it's be up all, all night, night tonight, night, and I'll so. be up all night tomorrow night. So it's that type of it's the life we live. It's that type of week. The life we chose. Mm-hmm. The life chose me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking over there? I am not drinking anything. Okay. Um, this is a late night, and I had to rush here because um, okay. work is tearing me down. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can do um, it. So, yeah, I'm not drinking anything. All right. Cool, cool, cool. What are your pronouns? She and her are my pronouns. What are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, and they. Mm-hmm. And what do you affirm for yourself this week? I'm affirming the same thing every week. Because I have to make sure that I stay on track. And I'm using the podcast to be my accountability partner. So I'm a bad bitch. Yes. I am enough. You are. And I'm staying active. And my goal at the end of this, the thing that is motivating me to stay active is running this 5K for Kids Creative. I'm raising money for them. And it has been a journey. I started doing in-home workout sections, mm. sessions too because I missed some dance classes last week. So I was like, I got to make up for that day. That was fun because I'm in my house alone and no one's watching me, which mm. I love. But I can That's also okay. say, I can also say, fuck this. And I didn't say, fuck this. Good. I kept doing the thing. So, so I was really proud of myself for doing that. So um, I'm excited. This All journey right. of being more active is, um, it's, 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 I'm enjoying it. Good. It's not treacherous. That's good. I'm excited yeah, for so. you. Good shit, good shit. My affirmations. I affirm that I am not a lady. Mm-hmm. I affirm that I am enough. And I affirm, as you said, we're using this as an opportunity to reinforce good things. So I'm going to affirm that I am financially stable. That's right. I'm abundantly wealthy. You are ready. And abundantly healthy. Ow. Out this bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so all those good bumbleclad things. So <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of good things, hopefully you are all listening to our Dear White People series with you, Dear Black People. They're listening. Yeah. They're listening. So we drop a new episode of that every Wednesday and we are reviewing the Netflix series, Dear White People. We review it two episodes at a time. We yeah. don't spoil anything that happens after the two episodes that mm-hmm. we review and spoil. So if you want to watch it along with us, you can. If you want to binge watch and then listen, you can. If you have no intention on watching Dear White People ever and you want to just listen to our commentary, we do a play-by-play, so you can listen to it along. Um, you can listen to it and still follow along with what's happening in the show and get the commentary word, at the same word, time. Word. So I've really been enjoying it. I'm enjoying the series a lot. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I am, so this has been, like, really cool. It's nice to watch something and like it. It is, especially something with a black cast and, like, black creators and, like, just blackness happening yeah, all about, yo. Exactly. I'm, I'm fucking feeling it, yo. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it, too. Yeah, enjoying it's it. been good. It's been good. It's been good. So, speaking of dear white people, we actually got um, T-mail from somebody who has been watching the series. And this is from a listener named Heidi. And Heidi says, this is the garlic grower from Minnesota and one of your patrons. I watched the first season of Dear White People last year and I kept thinking, I wonder what Queen and Jay would say about this or that. So I was thrilled to discover last week that you are reviewing season two. I'm also enjoying your thoughts, comments, and insights. There is so much that I miss in every episode or don't get because I'm white. I'm definitely going to rewatch episodes after listening to your reviews like you recommended. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Heidi. You're welcome. You're welcome, Heidi. And thanks for the letter. Thank you for the letter. 
Thank you for listening and thank you for watching, dear what? black, dear white people. And thank you for appreciating our opinion. Like for you watch season one, it was like, I wonder what Queen and Jay yeah, think. That's, that's you know, cool. that says a lot. That warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually um trying to so right now we're up to the episode where we're actually about to review the episode um where Sam and Gabe they kind of like yeah confront each other mm-hmm. and have a conversation and I was actually trying to get through that episode and I found it to be very triggering and yeah. we'll get more into that on our review on Wednesday when that drops it was triggering to me just because racism in general period so I'm sitting there kind of um feeling a lot of those experiences is bringing a lot of that back for me yeah. but I had also had a very racist experience recently at work mm-hmm. and watching it and feeling triggered and wondering okay why is this bothering me so much Mm -hmm. and then remembering what happened to me at work was like oh wow this is like actually really fucking um traumatic and irritating so i will tell you all what the fuck happened to me at work so last some fucking week at work it don't even matter it doesn't even fucking matter racist week some racist week right right (laughs) racist week a at work (laughs) somebody so sometimes when you are like clearing out your desk or if you have something extra that you want to give to somebody else or whatever you can just leave it in the kitchen and somebody will pick up it's like yeah, a free shit area like, yeah, catch I, all somebody I, left a um a small cuba souvenir and it was a uh, like a mammy like a little mammy keychain right so my office is actually become increasingly diverse but for the most part it's predominantly white i'm getting scared yeah, for the most part. Well, the 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 first thing is that okay, this instead of somebody throwing this out, they decided, oh, I don't want this anymore. I'm gonna just put this mammy figure here in this space. So I knew it was a white person who put it there. It's yeah. not enough of us to have done that, and none of us would, would yeah, put that none there. of us would do that. So that was irritating, and so I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like, do I? It had been kind of passed around because somebody took it out of there. Like, what the fuck is this doing in yeah. here? Kind of thing, and it was like being passed around in this certain area like yo what the fuck and i saw it and i was like okay i will take this because like enough with yeah this conversation. i think it was like what the fuck and then they left it sitting now in another area so i'm like this doesn't need to be anywhere anywhere right so i took it and i'm thinking do i bring this to hr do i and i've already had like i've been having several conversations yeah. with hr about my own personal work shit so it's it's exhausting. I'm tired, but now I, there's this racist thing. Do I say something to this HR group that I don't particularly trust or care to be speaking to again, yeah. or do I just eat this and hold it or get rid of it and you know move on from it? Which you can't ever. You can move on, but like that's this is still something that happened at work. Yeah. And I work with whoever the person is. I thought it was cool to yeah. put there. I work you still with that work person, with them. right? And a lot of times when. We go to HR with our concerns as people of color um, when something happens to us. It's a microaggression and the work that goes into explaining to oftentimes a white HR person what happened to you yeah. and how real and tangible that is for you and what it means and how it feels is very is very challenging mm-hmm. because a lot of those, they're, they're nuanced and you don't understand how microaggressions chip away at a person or the implications of what's being said or what's happening. Um, it's very easy to dismiss yeah. if you are a white person who yeah. does not experience not those things does, and not right. Yeah, at all. Right. And and not somebody who is actively working to dismantle white exactly. supremacist patriarchal capitalism. Because why would you? 
Right. So I'm like, okay, I've mentioned the microaggressions in this office um, before. This is a physical manifestation of that type of racism. Mm -hmm. Let me this. I need to I need to bring it down to HR. You know, period. So I bring it down there. I'm like, here, this was in the kitchen. I just, you know, it disrupted my day. So I figured I would share it with you. Yeah. She's like, what? You know, what what is this kind of? And um, I explained what it was. And I explained that it's offensive and it's racist. And I don't know if she fully understood. She understood that it was a racist object. And I'm like, I know these things exist in the world. So I'm not questioning why someone had this. But this should not have ended up in the kitchen. Yeah. And then part of me was thinking, I I was hesitant to bring it down there. Because a lot of times in places of employment, the answer from HR is, okay, well, then no one can put anything in the kitchen anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Instead of addressing, like, the issue, it turns into, well, forget the whole thing. I've had that happen. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, so now... Me and a bunch of other black people get free shit out the kitchen all the time. Yeah, So now, now what? Now we about to miss out on this because some asshole put something racist in there? So that's mm-hmm. another reason why I was like, do I even bring this up? Or how is this going to be handled or whatever? Yeah. But I felt a responsibility to share it. So I brought it down there. We talked about it for a hot minute. And then I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know who put it in there or why. I don't, I don't. And then, of course, they always want to know what I think the intent was. And I'm like, that honestly. You didn't put it down. So how the fuck would you know that shit? I don't know. And that honestly doesn't matter to me. I'm doing the see something, say something, say something shit that y'all be asking for. Y'all supposed to, I'm not supposed to ask me the intent. And I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't care what the intent was. If the intent was. Doesn't fucking matter. It still made me feel like, why the fuck is this here? Don't matter, ho. What's going, yeah, it doesn't matter, right um so i said that i was like it could have easily been somebody just didn't want it and put it in there and didn't think about it but that's also a problem yeah. you know what i'm saying to see something that represents black oppression to mm-hmm. a lot of people and and actually is something that i actually feel the effects of today as a black woman who works as an assistant and who people want to treat like a mammy yeah this this is a problem whether it was intentional like here look niggers this is here or whether it was oh i don't want this here you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. I'm, i feel just as fucking offended so that was that she called me down the next week to be like hey i just wanted to kind of follow up with that do you know who put it down there um and i kind of want to talk about the culture and that kind of thing and i was like listen i don't know that the culture in my office is any more intense than anywhere else what i do know is that when businesses talk about when there is inclusion and diversity training those trainings do not address the fact that we live in a society of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism that there is structural oppression that certain groups of marginalized people feel every day that affect our way of life so we don't address those things Mm -hmm. right we'll say stuff like oh don't say this kind of thing to this kind of person it ain't nice you know what i'm saying we don't talk about the fact that when something happens to a black assistant yeah do they do they feel like they can go to hr with their um with what's happened to them and explain the microaggressions do they feel like they'll be protected or do they feel like it's going to be a hindrance to them moving up i happen to be somebody who's not looking to To move move up up here here. and so i feel empowered i have the freedom to come in here and tell you the the type of stuff that i say i don't know of anyone else who comes in here and says stuff like that it's, it's it's annoying to hear that an hr person or a person who was supposed to always be doing these trainings to mm-hmm. understand these understand these things to make sure the workplace is 
better for workers mm-hmm. and also just kind of keep the company from not being sued all right. the fucking time right. doesn't understand a microaggression yeah. you know and does you know, that that's fucking blows my mm-hmm. mind like mm-hmm. a microaggression you mm-hmm. haven't like are you not even just paying attention to social media right. like microaggression right. is like a buzzword right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bitch how well, do you not exactly i use the word several times so maybe maybe she fucking now it's buzzing it now <laughs> it's buzzing <laughs> bitch it been buzzing no maybe she knows what it is now but it's it's if we don't address the structural impact of racism then we're like it doesn't matter that you that like everybody knows they can't call their coworker a nigger you know we know this in new york city that doesn't mean that with all the free magazines that we get an executive is not going to look at an ebony and oh here's a magazine for you black assistant yeah you get 400 magazines you think she don't like fashion you think she don't like of all the other stuff yes we like ebony too but Mm -hmm. you gave it to her because she was black and that's all that you see you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. when we go to anyway i'm not going to list all the fucking microaggressions that happen at my job but 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 wait it gets worse so i'm not not it down but, but i'm dying of thirst coming through hey, with the plan hey. i'm playing oh, b-boys make some noise and just just, just slam all right okay. so i slammed my way out of that office <laughs> right i'm oh, sorry i'm thinking of the lyrics now all right um yeah so i slammed my way out the office it was fine it ended it ended fine i did i don't expect anything from them my point was this shit disrupted my day i'm gonna disrupt your day and now we all move on yeah. right whichever whatever that means mm-hmm. for either one of us this is documented I go to lunch with a friend and I'm like, yo, so this is how we catch each other up. Yeah. Right? They used to work at my job. We catch each other up on what's happening in our lives. And I'm like, yo, mammy doll in the kitchen. What the fuck? Da, 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 da. I was and I described the mammy doll. They're like, yo, that was on so-and-so's desk. I was like, oh, what? Oh, shit. They're like, yo, that was on so-and-so's desk. I asked them about it and they were like, what is this? You know, whatever. And I was like, they were like, yeah, well, why is it here? And they just kind of moved on with it like it was no big deal. So this is white person to white person. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Plot thickens. Right, right, right. So I'm like, all right. I, and I believe this person is my home, my homeboy. So this, I this figured, happened. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I was, I'm following the story. Right. So this happened. <laughs> but also, do I care to tell HR who did this? How does this impact or affect me in any way? Mm-hmm. I said what I had to say. Yeah. It happened. This person, whatever. It, I didn't see the value in sharing it. But... I, th- I would see the value in sharing it only because white people call the police on us all the time. Right, right. So that's right, how right, I would right, see right, the value right, in sharing right, 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 right. it. So mm-hmm. I'm at my desk mm-hmm. and I don't particularly speak to this person a lot, but we talk enough, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm thinking that. I'm, I don't know why I just yeah. dawned on me that you are around this person. Right. Like you know who this person is. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So there's a quiet moment where we both happen to be around my desk at the same time and it's nobody else there so i'm like hey did you put that keychain in the because it was a keychain did you put that keychain in the kitchen i called it a pantry of course because i keep calling the i don't know why the fuck you do that i don't know why i do it either but anyway pantry is like a cabinet i know but at work it's a small kitchen it's a pantry no it's not the kitchen is not a cabinet oh i know anyway so i did say pantry but did you put that keychain in the kitchen and she's like well which you know which one i was like uh it said Cuba on it. It was a keychain about maybe a week or so ago. Oh, yeah. Shorty is smirking. Like, this is a cute and funny thing. This person is white. This person is white. She's New York white. She's the type of white that they like to put in things. Um, 
See, because when when they're when racism is being demonstrated on television, they use very specific types of white people. Mm-hmm. They make them look white as white bread. They're often bad dressers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is this is this is what some might consider a semi cool NYC white person. You know what I'm saying? Her hair was semi cool, streaked. I just want to paint that picture of what you bitches think a liberal ass white ass bitch mm-hmm. who's not going to be violent violently white to you looks like. Yeah. Or someone else, or one of your friends, whoever. Um, maybe they even date a man of color. I don't know. She sucks black dick. Absolutely. If she sucks dick. No, well, probably. <laughs> so, so, yeah, she affirms that she did. I was like, yo, why aren't you just like... She said, I... Yes, I did. <laughs> like smirking, like this is supposed to be cute. Like we about to laugh about this little oh, black doll. Oh, shit. So I'm like, yo, why don't you just throw that out? I don't know. Um, You could have just like thrown it out like I, who else would want that mm-hmm. who, who would want that i don't know i just figured i would put it in the kitchen yeah i don't know like like this is still supposed to be cute and funny and as i'm noticing i'm not being casual or smirky with her it started off that way so mm-hmm. i could find out who's what yeah. but now i'm like yo that's not okay yeah and she's like you know being casual and smirky about it i'm like that was offensive mm-hmm. i don't know i mean yeah well you know wait after you said it wait 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 after you said it was offensive. But, but, but wait, it gets worse. I'm not watered down, but I'm dying, dying of thirst. thirst. So she keeps going. So she's, you know, yeah, you know, I didn't like, I just put it in the, I put it in the, put it in the kitchen. Like still rocking with it, right? I'm clearly visibly annoyed. After I said it was offensive and she's still going with it. Then I'm like, you know, if I found an object that was not of my culture, that was not a, a depiction of my people in any way. I would just throw it out. I wouldn't put it out there for everybody to see. She's like, yeah, well, it's been on my desk all this time. I'm like, fine, but you chose to share that with everybody. Yeah. She's like, yeah, well, I'm like, that's racist. She said, I know a lot of things are racist. No. That happened. Wait. Yes, that happened to me. Yes, it did. What? Yes, it did. And in, in NYC. Oh, I'm not surprised about that. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell all this. Okay. In NYC, not we wasn't in Midtown either. In NYC. Okay, mm-hmm. and what happened after that? I turned to my desk because those were fighting words. Yes, clearly. Yes. So it was like, yeah. oh, you trying to fight me in the, in yeah. the middle of this? This is this workplace. is this is where if this was a television show where it does that thing where you where cut you, away, you cut away, yeah. not even cut away, where we show you like banging her head into the desk right. and the white meat showing That's the other white meat in the inside and all the blood exactly what that moment was and then we cut back to you and you're like yeah i just so i just oh what's your best word? i quietly um i sit on a little ball at work i quiet quietly balled my little ball around back towards my computer mm-hmm. and i was just done she was still talking like yeah i mean well huh, huh, like with that type of shit and i was just i was done with it because these are fighting words that right yeah Yup. So she said to me, a black woman who's clearly annoyed by this, whatever it is, let's say that you didn't know what the fuck it was or what you were doing or whatever. I'm clearly bothered by this thing. I'm as a black woman and bothered by this black image that you sat in the fucking fucking kitchen pantry kitchen. Okay. Kitchen bitch. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) And I'm clearly just, I'm clearly disturbed by it. You don't, you lack the empathy where you can't just be like, oh, I didn't know. No, no nothing, she, nothing no but i would be lying because she does know she does, she does not know. care she don't care she don't give a she fuck she don't care so that to me that's an act of aggression that's an act of violence act of violence that's straight violence straight up violence so i had to sit on that because i actually i went down there because then i'm contemplating that shit do i tell hr about this shit is this going to turn into 
oh, the black girl was being aggressive. You know what I'm saying? About some aggression that happened to me or whatever. Like, mm. what, what do I do with this? I'm like, fuck it. So I go down to HR. She's not there. And so I had to sit on that shit for the entire weekend. Yeah. And then speak to her about it today. So, I mean, nothing good comes from this. I made it clear that I am, I just... That, that was an act of aggression mm-hmm. and i had to I also had to break down what that was because i was like she was aggressive she was hostile yeah and it was like hr started to write down again i was like no you wrote down what she said that was aggressive and hostile she doesn't need to do anything extra for that to be aggressive and hostile that was an act of aggression mm-hmm. it was hostile to say that something yeah a lot of things is, are racist to a black woman. yeah i know a lot of things are racist i'm a black woman i'm fucking black i deal with the things that are racist every day that mammy doll that's the same reason that one of my boss wanted me to sit by, by his, his office like yeah. a fucking mammy or a fucking nurse because women of color in this country are the mules of society yeah and that's what that's what that mammy doll represents and so it affects me in my everyday life it affects the other conversations that i've had in this office that had nothing to do about this fucking mammy doll yeah. that doll affects me and it is not okay and all the other stuff that this white woman who doesn't deal with lots of stuff are racist the one who doesn't deal with the effects of that shit stood there and said to me she, I wish that she had called me the N-word, okay? I would have been less offended. Mm-hmm. And so I said that to HR as well. And she's like, you know, um, it's a lot of education that needs to be had. A lot of people are not educated. I said, no, that was white supremacy. Yeah. Because I was telling her what happened and I was telling her how this bothered me and she did not value what I was saying. And At she all. wrote it off. She's, she, thought, she thought we were going to stand there and laugh about this mammy doll together like we were two white girls because black girls don't exist and our concerns don't exist and we don't matter. And then when I bring them to your attention as somebody who has worked with you for four years, when I bring it to your attention that, yo, this was not cool to me and it bothered me i'm the person who's delusional i'm the person who well everything is racist like i'm supposed to just find it to be joke jokeful instead of valuing the fact that maybe you thought this was cute because you're ignorant but i'm saying that it's not and instead of just saying my bad i didn't really if, if you don't want to cop to it being like i didn't think about it you know what i'm saying you can't you can't even do that that's white supremacy so i said that to hr as well mm-hmm. and broke down the, the dynamics of that and, that's um, fucking disgusting. It's I'm disgusting. sorry we had to experience that. Yeah, thank you. That's fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. I don't really have anything to say because I want to fight. Yeah. Like. Yeah. She don't know me. No. Because you know. <laughs> do I, you know. I see you moving could, your shoulders. Could walk around, nah, the, around the block of your jaw. She's going to get hers. I could trip it. her. She could fall on her face. That's funny. She won't know. Karma, karma is going to work she its own. Know. She's it's white. Gonna, it don't matter. <laughs> that's true it don't matter that's true like it don't matter sometimes you gotta be fucking karma mm. and i could trip her <laughs> and she could fall on her face <laughs> that's funny that's but saying. um but yeah oh and then hr was like and it was she it throughout the things that i'm saying that hr said that i i didn't appreciate yeah she was trying to be helpful in whatever way white hr tries to be helpful right so she didn't say anything particularly toxic except for everything so she said um you know uh in a perfect world like this type of thing wouldn't happen i was like no in the world that my white co-workers live in they don't deal with this yeah in half a perfect world in the half-assed world that exists right now i have co-workers that don't ever have to think about this shit and i have to think about this stuff all the time 
on top of my regular ass work i'm not having a good time here i am not comfortable Mm -hmm. okay and it's not about a perfect world i don't want a perfect world i want the same world that nicole has i want the same world that fucking why does the world why does the world have to be perfect in order for you to fucking just be treated like a person the world doesn't we don't need perfection Mm -hmm. for people to be treated like people we Mm -hmm. need you to stop fucking being racist ass motherfuckers that's just it like why do you need perfection for that to happen and we all no perfection doesn't exist so she basically said bitch that's just what it is um, is what she said kind of she said that to lead up to another point to say no. that she's she that this type of thing is not allowed here and she's gonna address it and that type of thing yada 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 yeah yo so that was that shit but it did make it difficult for me to um watch and review the episode of dear white people that we're supposed to be reviewing because yeah. it was like this is like everything that i just kind of had to deal with like explaining to white people <sighs> that your pain is valid you know what i'm saying That's and what you dealt with and how that that affected my whole weekend i told her that too i was like that didn't just affect what happened to me that day it affects my job it affects how i feel about my job and it yeah. affected me it affected my weekend you know what i'm saying That's so, crazy. Yeah, it is crazy shit i don't even have anything to say there's nothing to say but let's move on to something nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's change the mood let's change the mood. i'm thinking about is stabbing somebody let's change the mood okay um on a lighter note yo one of our frequent listeners yes wrote us a, a celebratory letter and she says hey y'all i just had to share how appropriate my timing is my ancestors clearly planned this i go into medical school at Mahari, a historical black medical school hey or she got into she got into um Meharry medical school yes that's exciting i went to vanderbilt so it's right over there so i'm familiar mm-hmm. love Meharry. i can now quit my job where i'm constantly berated with racist microaggressions my last day is june 19th which is motherfucking june you free I'm free this, that's free that's right this is divine intervention lol love y'all and love the show that's yo great. congratulations okay. congrats yo. on that congratulations fuck that job yes tell that job to fuck that job well, I'm about to say tell that job to suck your dick but, tell yeah. that job to suck your dick and i'm super excited about you going to Meharry. that that is really really cool actually most of the black doctors that i've had went to Meharry, and i i don't know it makes me feel good that they had that fucking safe space yeah word. in a medical school setting like yo. you're leaving that toxic job and yes. going to a like a black place yes. to further your career that's right fisk is right there that's dope Congratulations. Yo. i'm excited i'm excited not Na- nashville is being heavily gentrified so i don't know enjoy that as is <laughs> the world as is the world yeah i like nashville when i visit for those few days so yeah yo that's exciting congratulations <laughs> to you all right so we have another letter and this letter is asking us new york city questions which is fun for me and jay so yeah i'm gonna get into that hey queen and jay i hope that you two are existing in light we are I, are you in the existing in light jay i am right now okay yes. great, 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 thank great thank you thank you for checking in i can honestly say that i love you both i am trying not to weird you out but your podcast is a safe space for me Not in a sense where my thoughts aren't challenged, but in a sense where disagreements and growth are welcome. I have grown so much from listening, and every day I realize how much of a white, capitalistic, patriarchal society we live in. LOLs. (laughs) (laughs) That was so black. (laughs) Seriously, I adore the both of you and what you represent, which is beautiful. 
So, I want to move to New York City once my program of study is over. Is there a way I can live on my own, roommate-free, mm-hmm. and still afford it? What's the best borough? I want to do BK. What should I know? Any advice helps. Thanks, Jasmine. Oh, Jasmine, first I want to say, you tried it. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Why you said you tried it? Because you tried to live in BK with no roommates. You tried it. Yeah, no, you, you tried, it, tried it. You mean you, you want to live in New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> you tried it, boo boo. You tried it. You tried it. You tried it. No, first of all, thank you for this lovely letter. We appreciate you. And I'm excited about like your program of study being over yeah. and your hopes to like come into New York. I think New York is a really cool place to live for a little while. Personally, I love New York because mm-hmm. I'm a New Yorker, but I feel like if I wasn't from here and I wasn't like somebody who had to be here for the arts or some shit yeah. like that, I would not fucking like stay here i don't imagine life outside of new york at all okay. so i don't know what that would be like right right um, right, right to right. be honest with mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. everywhere i go i'm kind of like okay this is cute I see the same host this is cute mm-hmm. like, i do see the same host yeah. but i'm like this is cute and mm-hmm. then i want to come back but i think i do agree with you if I, if I were from somewhere else and i saw that the price of living was less and all of this stuff and right. i was able to like function as an adult in mm-hmm. a different way mm-hmm. um if i didn't have to be in new york i yeah. wouldn't be in new york yeah, yeah i yeah. agree i couldn't agree with that but I, but i do think it's cool to come and kick it for like a little while you know what i'm saying yeah. so okay so where can you live by yourself first of all the bronx can she live by herself in the bronx yes, you think mm-hmm. okay well we don't know your salary so right, right. we don't know i want to we're gonna assume that it's on an income right that we're, you're well, everyone is on an income, but yeah, on, I was like, people, what are you talking about? people use that language to like, to as interchangeable with like budget, as interchangeable with like low income or whatever. People use that. I don't know. I've never heard that income is just income. Or maybe I don't pay attention enough. But okay, so we're gonna assume that you are trying to be um, frugal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the Bronx, that's a good recommendation. Yes. I think um, perhaps Queens, even though I feel like that's more out of the way than some places in the Bronx. You know, all of it depends on how close you are to Manhattan, right? Yeah. So if you go to the Bronx, I feel like there are places in the Bronx that that are still semi close to Manhattan where you may be able to find something. Yeah. Queens, I imagine, but I can't imagine why anybody would want to live there unless they were from there. There's no reason to go there. Right. So there's that. And then Brooklyn is popping, but I can't imagine you finding a place by yourself in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is popping. Brooklyn is where I live and I still have a roommate. Right. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's hard to live alone in New York City if you don't have a low-income apartment mm-hmm. or some situation some like that. Some type of inn where you take over someone, someone else's, else's space. Right, right, There's right. There's an auntie who rents an apartment in her house mm-hmm. that she owns. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the types of who are able to live alone yeah. in New York City who are not making $150,000 a mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. typically find situations like that which is great um they're just far and free between right i don't know maybe if you moved here and you started with a roommate and you start filling out applications for the low-income apartments you have mm-hmm. to live in new york city i think at least a year though to qualify for those things mm-hmm. but they're happening all the time right. like i get emails all the time about low-income apartments um so if you want to adjust in that way okay oh. is there a way that she could adjust um, is there a way that we can make having a roommate sound like not a nightmare? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> well, you are no, the person with actually, the roommate among us. I've had non-horrible roommates. To be mm-hmm. honest, I haven't right. had like horrible roommate situations. I'm probably leaving a horrible roommate because mm. I like to um, 
have loud sex. And she has loud sex. She be walking around with her pants off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she don't care about nudity. Yeah, I don't. She's also like, you're heavy handed, even though you have no hands practically. <laughs> <laughs> she practically has no hands, but like, I'm a very, like, I'm I, I'm careful with everything. And she's just out here living. So things break. Yep. Things like get squished. Yep. Things, you know come up missing because they were dropped under some shit mm-hmm. she just be living she yes. just be living you actually kind of live like you grew up as an only child um or white no i don't or white one of the other i think white white not like an only child you live with the freedom of a white person or an only child black person okay <laughs> neither of which you are um so yes perhaps it is you yeah the problem. I, yeah probably mm-hmm. but you know as long as i don't know i think that I do know that there is a Facebook group Facebook group for POCs. Mm. Um, it's a queer-friendly POC mm. roommate share kind of Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people post um, when they're subleasing their places and stuff like that. So maybe we'll send you that link. Okay. So maybe you could put something in there and put your feelers out to see what you could find. That's dope. Um, as far as maybe finding a roommate mm-hmm. that you can get along with who is a... Um, who is queer friendly and POC friendly? Mm-hmm. Did uh, she say that? No, but that's just the name of the group. So that's oh, oh, got it. it, got it. Also, yeah, that's that's all I got. Okay, I think that's a good place to start. And think about the things when you are as somebody avoiding trying to have a roommate. What is it that you're trying to avoid? Yes. And can you find a roommate that also likes quiet or also likes noise or also likes pets or doesn't like pets or that type of thing? I think the key to having a roommate who's not annoying is maybe having a roommate who's really busy so they're not there a lot. Right. And it's a lot of that shit going on in New York. Because you have to have like mad jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. So I feel like you can find that. And yeah, I feel like you can come here and live with other black people yeah do you know other people already in new york city too that too that, too. that can be a good resource because they might know of people who mm-hmm. are trying to leave new york who are yep. trying to um give away their lease right they might actually know people who are decent people to right, be roommates right, with right. there's lots of different things but just consider i think you should probably whatever job you'll be working there's ways for you to google to see how much what that pay rate is in mm-hmm. new york city and then google how much the average rent is for wherever you want to live right. like there's ways for you to see these things before you even get here mm-hmm. um see how much transportation will cost you every day see how much food will cost you like all of these things is, is googleable information so like look into that and see if you could create a budget mm-hmm. while you are where you are right. to see if you this is even a place where you can afford to live mm-hmm. you can start there too mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes i like that but good luck to you and um yeah yo when you come and live here you can come hang out with us at juneteenth you can come to pot and live nyc okay i was like what? juneteenth is in a few weeks you're not moving no, but, we but i know i know that's All why that. i thought for, i'm like you can when we get like like rich and shit you can come to our kwanzaa party that's when i'll have my own apartment right <laughs> <laughs> You can okay. come to Queens Fish Fry. Talk, girl, I had an apartment. I had my own apartment once, and mm-hmm. that was when I was 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And that was mad years ago, and rent was cheaper in New yeah. York. It was, it was a great apartment. Mm-hmm. It was great. Good times. Good times. But there's no, there's, I don't know where you find rent like that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, you know, or 
save maybe if you save a huge chunk of money before you move here facts you can make it happen just know that looking for an apartment in new york city is fucking hell it is not like other places in the country i don't know where you're from Mm -hmm. but you have to be on point you have to fucking give your firstborn child (laughs) in order to get an apartment like your credit has to be perfect they want a certain income um they're gonna want every kind of fucking financial record ever that you need like every time i've looked for an apartment it's it's a crazy horrible intrusive um process in new york city it's like it's just it's it's really bad mm-hmm. um so it's not as simple as other places where you can kind of just go right. people like in other state cities can just get an apartment like that they were like here's a piece of mail oh, yeah that, uh, oh that's your name okay okay you can move here new york city yeah. nah it is not like that yeah. at all so mm-hmm. be prepared to have a headache be prepared for fucking racist realtors be yep. prepared yep. for people to look at you like you're not supposed to be in this neighborhood mm-hmm. um i didn't expect a black girl to come Yep. to meet me to see this apartment yep. um be prepared for all of that shit because yep. it is not not cute i hate looking for an apartment yeah. in this city hate it i also despise hate looking for an apartment yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's why i'm fortunate enough to every place i've lived in new york is has been a hookup right because it it's real in these streets y'all mm-hmm. yeah so definitely start um doing all that stuff that she said but also tapping into your resources in new york who do you know who's already in new york yeah where are they living like do they know anyone who's looking for a roommate or do they know anyone who's looking to rent out a basement a, or a studio something, or something. like that because there's also people there are people here who like live by coastal and they sublet for long periods of time yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. there's things going on so good luck to you you want to take a break yeah let's take a break let's do it money 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 do you know what this year is um what's this year well it's 2018 but do you know what 2018 is all about what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women your money yes give black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so So. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes twice um, a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvsqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the, the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money we will take that shit we will love that shit we will appreciate that we shit will use that shit that's right so once again tea with queen and jay.com hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes and we're black <laughs> <laughs> all right um so we have another question a lot of questions yeah today. this one is actually about dating fuck niggas you ready know all about that don't we all Mm -hmm. all right hello my name is osaye and i'm a relatively new fan of your podcast i happen to stumble across your twitter and i really appreciate the content that you both create being a college student 
At a PWI, there seems to not be a lot of black women who are like-minded and care to engage in the types of conversations that I would like to, and your podcast helps to fill that void. Oh, that's nice. I was wondering if, I wonder what school you're at, because I feel like a lot of these schools have um, groups that talk about shit like this. Or unless yours doesn't. Like this? No one does what we do. All right. (laughs) Simmer down now, simmer down now. I was wondering if you could do a podcast regarding being in relationships slash dating guys who are problematic. I asked this because in my own life, I was talking to a guy out of boredom who wasn't the best, but he was okay. I had to break it off with him because he made a covert homophobic remark as well as some covert sneaking misogynistic comments. Sounds like a man. And when I called him out on it, He got defensive in a way where I didn't want to ever speak to him again. Have you ever been in a situation like that? I understand that we are all problematic, but I choose to be around, but I choose to surround myself with those who take accountability for their problematic, for the problematic things that they might say and grow from that. If I am in that space, then I need for any man who I date to be in that space as well. Due to men being problematic way too often without taking accountability has caused me to completely reject the idea of ever being in a romantic relationship. Now I just choose to engage in purely sexual relationships with men without getting to know them because once I get to know a dude in depth, their misogynistic, transphobic, homophobic ways reveal themselves and that's a deal breaker. Sounds like my life. Yeah, girl. If unsure... I'm unsure if this is an issue that you've already addressed because, again, I'm relatively new. But if you have, can you point me to the specific episode? If not, I would love to gain your perspective on this issue. Thank you again for the work that you do. And I wish you well in the growth of your podcast, Osaye. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Thank you so much. Thanks for the letter. Thank you for being a listener. Yes. And thank you for being so honest and trusting us with this question. Word, word, word. So we did. Where? Do we st- oh, well, you sound like you have somewhere to start. I'm no, like- I don't. <laughs> I don't. We did talk about this once. I don't think we talked about dudes who are this problematic, but mm-hmm. we did talk about like, how do you date and be a womanist race nerd? Yeah. And like not, you know, not tolerate the fuck shit and not promote misogyny and all that stuff in your partner. We did talk about it a little bit. I don't remember what episode it was. So where to begin? Girl yes girl Mm -hmm. so i know for myself i used to do with you are doing currently so i would compartmentalize and those kinds of men um for some reason always seem to be really good at sex so Mm -hmm. they would just be for sex and then the men whom were less problematic would be the ones whom I would try to like grow an actual partnership further mm-hmm. than sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm noticing as I get older, it gets harder to separate those things. I still do date problematic men. Mm-hmm. I do make a point to always like jump in and correct, tell them why the shit is wrong, tell them why it's fucked up. So I do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So that they know at least not to do it again in front of me, if that makes any sense. I don't know if they're learning. I don't know if they're changing, to be honest. Mm. But I do know that in my space, this is unacceptable behavior. And you're going to learn. If you're fucking with me, you're going to learn this shit. Or Mm. you're just not going to fuck with me. Mm. That's typically how I do it. But if if you're someone that I'm seeing to be like a partner or someone that I'm going to have more than just sex with, Mm -hmm. typically they're not crazy problematic like it's subtle like because they're still men do they exist though dudes who are not crazy problematic yeah they exist there are men who are not overtly problematic or 
they are not but not what I mean by that is that there are men whom say things out of ignorance, but you can tell when you tell them the right thing and it's right, information right, that they take right, it right. in and they take it into consideration. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I learned something. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, thank you. So for me, that's what I'm saying is not the crazy problematic ones. Mm-hmm. So they probably can come to me with these thoughts, but when I tell them that it's wrong and to correct them and all of these things, they take it in and take mm-hmm. heed and I see that they learn. Mm-hmm. So when I'm, thinking of the crazy problematic ones, that's the ones where I'm telling them this new information, it becomes a debate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell them this new information and they um, basically don't understand that what they're doing is oppressing someone else. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm they for. They can't grasp the concept exactly. of oppression. They revel in their oppression of exactly. other people. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what I'm thinking of when I think the crazy yeah, yeah, problematic yeah. ones. Right. I don't currently, I don't currently fuck with anyone crazy problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it's because the, the one person I'm thinking of, I've been working, not working on them, but when they say stuff, I correct them and tell them why it's wrong. Mm-hmm. We'll debate a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not like a rah, rah, rah. It's like, no, this is why. I just, you know, and then they'll say something and I'm like, no, because this. Mm-hmm. And then they'll get it. Right. And a part of that is, so this type of man does exist. Because I think in this letter, she's wondering, do these people exist? Yeah. Are there motherfuckers that are willing to take accountability yes. for the problematic shit that they said and to learn from that shit? Because even you as a black woman saying to a black man, and, and I'm, I, I'm saying a black man because I know that that's who we're yeah. talking about in yes. this instance. Saying to a black man, hey, that was kind of problematic. This is why. And, you know, I, I try not to say shit like that because yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Even him being able to receive that from you, that's a certain type of motherfucker. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so I think as older bitches, we want to affirm for you that that person does exist mm-hmm. and that you don't have to erase the notion of romantic love from your prospects. You don't. It does make your pool smaller, smaller because men are trash and they are... Um, um, and as we've said before, that is shorthand for the patriarchy. Yes. Um, and so and they, 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 the world doesn't check him all the time. Right. So you did, you might be honest, honestly, a lot of times a man's partner is the first time he is being checked mm-hmm. when it comes to these things mm-hmm. and his problematic ideas. Right. So that's why for me, if I can check them and it becomes a learning experience mm-hmm. or whatever for that person right um then i can work with that usually right 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 right, right. yeah so it does exist yeah. it does exist it's nothing wrong with um you know i mean you'll be vetting them as you're getting to know them or whatever exactly. it's not if you're fucking transphobic homophobic you know white supremacist patriarchal capitalist or whatever that shit is going to come out early in the game early. And you, yes and early. you you will grow more adept it sounds like you're able to pick it out rather quickly but you'll become more adept at seeing the signs of that shit early in the game you know what i'm saying yeah. so that you don't end up wasting a whole bunch of time Word. on these dudes but it does exist there are men who are actually interested in dismantling the patriarchy yeah there are men who are don't yet understand their role within the patriarchy but are open and understand the equal personhood of their partner yep. and are interested in what their partner has to say and are interested in what the um femme person that they're dating has to contribute you know intellectually to the conversation or right. relationship yeah. so i think that it is possible i don't think that you have to dismiss the notion of romantic relationship and romantic partnerships mm-hmm. again the pool is smaller so i think i think the adjustments that you've made like 
having primarily sexual relationships over here and then having and friends over there, there or whatever. Yeah. I think that that is okay, but I think that you can open yourself up to the possibility that you, you will be able yeah. to engage in a romantic Don't relationship. Don't close yourself off to that. Right, like, right, right. Don't do that. Cause it, it's, it's there. Yeah. It I'm, I'm dating somebody who he's not, um, a revolutionary, mm-hmm. but when I say, yo, men are trash, he doesn't, he doesn't think it's the end of the fucking world. Exactly. We're able to have a healthy conversation about that and what that means and i can point out when he does something because he's not a trash ass nigga but he has trash tendencies sometimes he's doing something to me that is a manifestation of the patriarchy and i can say to him yo this is trash what you're doing because you silenced me or this expectation that um i have to learn you so i know how to act around you versus you learning me and how i operate that's a trash ass thing to say but you know for the most part he's an amazing dude so as he's there he's not going to be this particular man he's not going to also be a motherfucking revolutionary that's just not who he is Mm -mm. um but he can receive what i have to say to him he respects me he values me he values the work that we do here Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's possible it's possible i know for me like that's like one of my things that you i can't date a man who is offended when i say men are trash right like if you're offended when i say men are trash mm-hmm. then it's okay it's not gonna work good day sir yeah. like cause it's just not gonna work mm-hmm. yeah it's just not mm-hmm. it's just not so yeah. that's usually like my first kind of thing and then i do have like little tests where i like not tests but I, I remember i took a i went on a date and we i'm took them to a restaurant where i knew lots of gay men would be just to see how they would be in that space mm-hmm. and i saw how comfortable it was, they were and it was kind of like broke my heart because i like this person and i'm like right. oh man you know like yeah. just just there's um yeah so there's always ways for you to see and then mm-hmm. you decide not even you decide you when you interact with the problematic behavior look at their reaction mm-hmm. and then you can go from there right that's right, whether or right. not this is something you can work forward with or not mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. i was on a date with a dude one time and we were that's when we ended up on that weird triple date that we were on we were um, on a triple date we were not i was on a date and then we all just ended up together but what um, is with our lives <laughs> <laughs> he had a blast he was he was on a date with us both he loved it I remember this. he said towards the end he was like yo what if because we were with queer people he was like what if i was um like mad homophobic how did you know that i wasn't homophobic as if i was just uh, supposed to assume that because he's a black dude he's, he's gonna be wild be. homophobic mm-hmm. i was like craig are you a trash ass nigga i don't know i just assumed that you were a decent guy <laughs> I feel if you were homophobic you could take your black ass home and i go on and have a great day with my homegirl oh, i remember like, this day now. yeah what no i wasn't i wasn't worried that you would be a trash ass nigga also this is my city so you're welcome to walk away at any time and i will enjoy the rest of my day so i wasn't that could have definitely happened Mm -hmm. but i was not concerned about that being a possibility i just want to say there was trash ass nigga for something else oh true not for they did prove (laughs) to be a trash ass nigga not for being homophobic not for being homophobic thank god Um, (laughs) yeah not for being any of the obias so that's that's a good thing that's a good thing so yeah yo good luck to you fuck all the fucks that there are to fuck and um we're wishing non-problematic love for you word and like keep your standards like, yes keep your standards be yourself stick keep to them your standards shits. yo stick you, to them you matter yeah what you have to say matters you are not a fucking shock jock just nope. because you believe in equality exactly. and shit like that exactly. it's other people that have the problem yes. yes um so it's nothing wrong with having a little bit of patience if you want to do that but not at the sacrifice of yourself yeah you and know then what I'm you know probably like seek community mm-hmm. um for more like 
minded people right and then maybe he yes. might be in that pool somewhere yes. you know yes 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 especially in college yeah especially during that time i think mm-hmm. this is a great time for young black womanists or what or womanists of color mm-hmm. to be dating potentially not really trash motherfuckers yeah. moderately trash motherfuckers mm-hmm. yo because yeah when i talk to young men they're all young know. i'm like holy Boy, shit what, what? Huh? You respect my personhood? You listening to me? You're what? saying things before I say them? What? Like, what? Yeah. It's but watch out for them that be that's using right. that watch shit out for, for the, the pussy. boys. They be using that for watch the pussy. Watch out for the fakers, yo. Yeah, so watch out for the fakers. I dated a motherfucking faker like they that. They be doing that. Narcissist they be doing ass. that. That's mm-hmm. why I don't like them J. J. Cole mm-hmm. motherfuckers. They be doing that. Oh, that's a straight ass. They be doing that's that. That's kind of like, like a whole tip. That's they be doing that's next level um but yes all right god bless good night no i take that back <laughs> i don't want to use that anymore that's not it's a problem now i can't even yeah that. that is horrible on several layers all right cool 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 last and this is this is some local like high school shit we dedicated our time to yes um so this is from gloria hi janicia and naima she shouts out our governments. Our government. All right. I just wanted to extend my deepest and sincerest and blackest thank yous to both of you and Wise. Wise is one of our partners here at the Indie Creative Network. He owns, excuse me. He owns, he owns this owns Indie Creative this is Network. He um, And uh, yeah, yo. So libations to Wise. Um, for traveling all the way here to talk to our students. I am always so impressed with what you have to say, but I was also touched to see you listen and see our students too often folks just talk down to them and talk through them so we went um to this high school in brooklyn to talk to students about podcasting to talk about career options within podcasting or how to tell their stories um some of them wanted to start a club Mm -hmm. so that was really cool it was a really great experience and it kind of um you know because we don't yet make money from this yeah i know that this is important and Mm -hmm. i see this as my main career but it is not something that like to a lot of people this is not a career because i don't make my salary my living from this you yeah, know what i'm saying a lot of people standards as to what is a career right. and what a success but, is yes, tied to yes, white supremacist patriarchal right. ideas absolutely capitalist ideas absolutely but it was really cool for me to be able to talk to students about why what we do here is important and how they can use this as a tool for whatever it is that they're, that they're trying to do yeah so that was super dope um so thanks for having us gloria I also really appreciated hearing your response to the brother's letter about his daughter who needs to have black femme role models. I'm also hungry for conversation and community about working with black and brown youth, especially in such a white supremacist, patriarchal and capitalist system like the one that she works in. (laughs) (laughs) I had been feeling so drained and depressed, especially as a black woman in leadership, but I've made a conscious effort to build black and brown community and solidarity with both students and staff. And it has saved my life, honestly. So thank you all. So thank you for all you do and for creating this podcast and digital space for folks like me. Lots of love, Gloria. Yeah, thank you. That's super cool. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to come and like talk to kids. Yo, that made my fucking day. That was like a really cool thing to do. And also it was validating and affirming that somebody saw value in what I do. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, because we think we're dope. We talk about it all the time. But it is nice to be like, yo, I see value in what you're doing. Come and like, you know, encourage some motherfuckers, yo. So that was dope. I was about to break into song, but I'm not. Okay. I believe the children are future. 
right. Teach him well and let So, I think we did a motherfucking show. You're doing something cool we this did. summer. Oh, that's scary. I thought the lamp was going to fall. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hit the lamp. I'm shaking a lot. All right. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, I. I have been hibernating with Miss Vixen. If you do not know, I have an online magazine, which I have not really been active with for a lot of months. And for this summer, I decided to have lots of events in real life. Um, IRL, Miss Vixen IRL. And our first event is the Carefree Black Girl Cookout. That will be in Brooklyn on June 16th at Prospect Park. And Miss Vixen will be hosting the vision board table. Um, So you could come. It's free. It's a free event. Come out. Um, Child friendly also. You come out. Um, There's lots of different tables. So you can... Um, there's a hair table, there's a braiding station. It's just a lot of shit going on. Like I said, I'll be hosting the vision boards. I also have some giveaways because um, I have some sponsorships, which is really, really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be dope. You should come out Prospect Park June 16th. And I'll have a link to the event. You just need to RSVP to come because they just need to know how many people are coming because, you know, you got to get permits and shit because New York is fucking annoying. And, yeah, so we have the link in the show notes, and I would love to see you out there. Dope, dope, dope. Come through, come through, come through. And just another reminder that our Juneteenth after work kickback is taking place on june 19th that is tuesday from 6 p.m to 10 p.m be sure to rsvp the link to that will be in the show notes that is at bond bar um that's on three bleaker and it's going to be a good black ass time yo we're just going to be there celebrating our black ass freedom yes um freedom day juneteenth black joy all that good shit yo word right so be sure to follow us on all the social media we are on twitter and instagram that is at t with qj we are also on facebook and tumblr that is t with queen and j you search that there and you use however you use whatever option that social media platform use tells you to do to like be a part of us we also have a website t with queen and j.com where we have lots of things there you can check out the pay black women directory you mm-hmm. can look at show notes you can look at pictures of me and jay you can check up and see what new events we're having it's a lot of stuff going on at that website we also have our donation tab mm-hmm. visit there press yeah. donate give us some money that's right. You can follow us individually at Janicia F. That's J-A-N-I-C-I-A-F. The F is uh, silent. Um, <laughs> that's on Twitter and Instagram. Where can we find you? I am at the Queen Speaks. That's a K-S and an underscore at the end because my S is in case. I don't like sometimes. All right. Um, so that is on Instagram and Twitter where you can follow me at those places. That's right, yo. This show was fucking created, produced, and hosted by... Two black bitches. Two black bitches, yo. Janicia and Naima. <laughs> Here we are. And engineered by Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Damn. <laughs> um, Be sure to it. send us T-mail. Tbithqueenandj at gmail.com. Send us T-mail. We answer your questions. We read when you show us love and all that stuff. So, yeah. We do that. Ready all for right. hashtags? Yep. Black Lives Matter. Say her name. Stop killing trans women. All Black Lives Matter. Disability to white. Podden Live NYC. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Podden. Hashtag Juneteenth. Hashtag Pies and Color. Hashtag Team right. QJ. That's right. All right. Okay. Bye. Good day, smooches. Yeah. Baby. Baby. Fucking. Mother.
black and mild Bitches want my spot, but it's gon' take a while Ghetto green, bacon with my beans, I don't fuck with lean I am just a nigga, you can't pay me to be more than it That it cause my body by the biz and I ain't mad at that I can't trust a nigga cause he'd rather be on top of me than at the top of me So I'm so low cause I gotta be Know a pretty hoe who roll the tree but she don't smoke the tree And that's the only reason I be letting short that roll with me Niggas geeking by the iOS won't even leave the nest No emoji hard out on my burner but there's plenty checks I was trying to put you in the dough, gave you hella keys Now I'm smoking, drinking to the memories like mo for me Black and mild bitches want my spot but it's gon' take a while Get up green, bacon with my beans, I don't fuck with me Black and mild bitches want my spot but it's gon' take a while Get up green, bacon with my beans, I don't fuck with me Black and mild bitches on my spot, but this gon' take a while. Yellow green bacon with my beans on Black and mild bitches on my spot, but this gon' take a while. Yellow green bacon with my beans on Black and mild bitches want my spot, but it's gon' take a while. Pull up on your man's, you can keep him, he too funny style. Lesson number one, if you can steal him, he ain't never yours. Never loving OPP, I'm riding dick and keeping score.